we are all going to die one day. And that is the most important incentive you could ever have. It is the most important incentive you can ever have when pursuing success. Whatever your idea of it may be, generalizing it to become your best self in all areas, to accumulate wealth, and to be the best member of a community possible, what, whatever it may be, success is important to us. It's like climbing mountains, getting to a mountaintop. And we face trials and tribulations, we face hardship, and more often than not, we are greeted with defeat. When we are greeted with defeat, it brings us to not only very important lessons, very hard truths about our competency and our capabilities. It teaches us more about ourselves because we get to see in real time and even in hindsight after the fact how we handle hardship, how we treat ourselves, and how we treat other people when under stress. Today I would like to talk about dealing with hardship and success and failure. But before I get into that, if you enjoy my content and what I've provided so far, consider making a donation. Viewer support helps keep my content and projects independent and allows me to produce for you full time. You can find the links to donate in the description or on my website, www.cmhostak.com. Thank you, and let's get back to the show. Nobody likes to think of themselves as a failure because it's the contrast to what we want to see ourselves as. We want to see ourselves see ourselves as capable and independent, self-sufficient, uh, successful, having abundance of all kinds of resources and other things. And that's the trick to it, understanding that we're not always going to be successful and that there are times we're going to fail and that things in life will go wrong. And when things go wrong in life, they go wrong fast. Not everything is predictable. Not everything can be overcome. Maybe that's not true, though I very much feel like it is. When it comes to being a human being, we have a breaking point. There are going to be times where when the chips are down, we fail. We falter. We fall apart. We break apart. We lose composure. We're no longer on steady ground. Reality is no longer what we thought it was or would become. We become greeted with defeat. And with that contrast from the times we're doing really well, we're doing great, we're competent, we're succeeding, we're well on our way to fortune. When we are greeted with defeat, it brings to the surface of our focus what needs to be done differently. And more often than not, it shows us the proper timing and placing. It shows us a lot about our identity and what needs retooling. When you reach a new level in life, when you're utilizing potential you haven't used before, you 
enter new circumstances, and those new circumstances require a new version of yourself. That's why self-reinvention is so important, and you should always give yourself permission to do it. You're not obligated to be the same person you were a second ago. Self-reinvention is how we adapt. It's how we properly incorporate ourselves into the world. Whether people like it or not, we're going to do it because we want to be successful. We are success-driven. I'm not saying all of us, but people of my ilk, yeah, absolutely. More to the point, there are a few defining moments of our identity when we face hardship. The first one would be when we fall off the rails. It could be when we've made a mistake. It could be when we were sabotaged by ourselves or, say, some other party. It could be when we are very distracted by something or someone, maybe by ourselves. Perhaps our focus is on the wrong thing. We don't have the right goals. We don't have the right plan. We don't have the right execution. We don't have the correct strategy. And then when we experience misfortune, we have a spell of bad luck. It doesn't matter if you're doing everything correct according to the grand vision you have. Sometimes in life, no matter how good we have something on paper and it's worked other times before, there are unforeseen circumstances, the powers that be that shift the circumstances in directions where no matter what we do right, we hit dead ends. We're, we're not lucky, we're not fortunate, we're experiencing bad luck. And it happens to everybody all the time. Everyone goes through these all the time. And most of the time they're experienced privately. Sometimes the only time you see it in somebody else's life is when you're around them all the time or you're dating them. And it's important to support each other through those times. And then there are times where we face our flaws in our identity. The improper dynamics of who we are and how we conduct ourselves in the world. Where... When we were doing something naturally, like how we present ourselves, and in some situations when you're leveling up in life, it doesn't work anymore and you need a new approach. Whether it's going from chill, laid back, and reserved to being more high energy and hyper-focused, whether it's being the dominant one in the group, to being the more humble one and more monk-like, whatever the case may be, we face uh, flaws in ourselves that we chose to avoid or perhaps unconsciously avoided or things we just overlooked and did not notice about ourselves and perhaps we thought it might be an advantage or a good attribute that could give us leverage or perhaps we just didn't know about it and we didn't know about it till it was too late. Because sometimes we need to retool our personalities in order to be more successful uh, socially. Certain environments will require you to be a certain way because relationships are contextual. So perhaps when you're at work, you need to be a bit more merciless and more stoic. Or maybe you need to be more friendly 
more kind, more energetic. Perhaps off the clock when you're pursuing your own endeavors, you need to be way more disciplined. Or perhaps you need to be less hard on yourself. We're not always going to be the right person for the situation we're in. And that's why self-awareness is very key. I don't think it's possible to be completely self-aware. There's always going to be things about us we're unaware of, in my opinion. Though I think that striving to be fully self-aware is something to shoot for. It's something worthwhile that it's a, it's a feat worth undertaking. Because if we don't change who we are and how we conduct ourselves to get the right results, speaking pragmatically, we're failing to adapt. And if we fail to adapt, we fail to survive. And like I said, we have a breaking point. So there's there's a point where we need to suck it up. There's a point where we need to do or die, basically. We need to either sink or swim. We need to adjust even when we're at our breaking point and we can bear no more. Because if we don't, the consequences for our experience and our quality of life are going to be much more dire, much more worse. Our our reputation is always at stake because people observe and they will always remember how you handle hardship and how you treat yourself and other people. I don't think people really care that much how much money you make. I don't think people really care how many things you owned. I think people care more about how you conducted yourself. Because that's at least what I remember people for. I think it's only natural to say that we we are all blindsided by this. This very um, familiar set of sequences when we got into the real world. When we strive to be more independent. And we recognized how ill-prepared we were for the world. And we weren't taught these valuable key insights by our parents. And I think that's why we hold so much contempt for them. They failed to properly teach us. They failed to set the proper example of what one should turn out to be. They failed to teach consequences and limitations. And they have the arrogance to believe that they are good parents and are responsible for our successes but our failures we are solely responsible for. At least that's a broad generalization about modern American parents, or not just modern, but just American parents in general. I think maybe the last generation of great parents was the one before the baby boomers. The name doesn't come to me at this time, and I don't want to Google it or think about it. I'm sure you all understand what I'm saying. And it's... It's a matter of understanding that even though we were ill-prepared and we weren't taught to properly incorporate ourselves into the world and we grew up disenfranchised, at least most of us, I would say, and this is a generational issue, this has been going on for a while, and I've noticed it in other countries too, it's, it's, it's difficult to understand this about reality. And yet, I think it's important that we don't falter to our emotions, whether you're a man or a woman. I think it's important to understand why we feel what we feel and make peace with it. 
And some ways to do that, some ways that I do that, would be I deliberately once a week do something to recalibrate my perspective in life, on life. I will give food to a homeless person for free. I will give money to a homeless person for free. And by the way, I don't care what they do with the money. I will I will visit a gravesite. I will I will meditate at the beach. I will do something that fills my heart with wonder and allows me to think clearly. And then it's a matter of for you deciding are you going to forgive? Or are you going to be bitter about it? For me personally, I choose to forgive. I don't want to hold this resentment and bitterness and contempt in my heart for neither myself or anyone else. No matter how guilty of the quote-unquote crime they may be. It's a figure of speech. Though perhaps maybe it should be a crime. Nonetheless. It's a reoccurring process I have to do because I'm always obtaining a new insight through hindsight and new experiences about how disenfranchised I was and how most of my success is owed to me. And understanding that the way my parents and most parents see themselves in reality and my circumstances, it's... It's burdensome, and that's why I always forgive. I always practice that. I let go. It, it's not always you just do it once. Sometimes that's how it is. However, this is a very impactful um, situation that it's like carrying the way of the world on my shoulders. And that's somewhat hyperbolic. However, it's still, t- to the point, figurative. And forgiveness allows me to further make peace with the situation and I do love my parents they've done a lot right for me I will always give proper credit where it's due I think in some ways they have failed me but I think in many ways they have helped me uh, be successful speaking vaguely about it then there's knowing when to act and then when not to act so action and then inaction That's one way you can alleviate yourself from being greeted with defeat and having contempt for your parents if you do. Where sometimes action isn't the right recourse. Sometimes inaction is the right thing to do. And that can also recalibrate your perspective. Either one. The right time to choose inaction is when you're completely uncertain of what the right choice is, and it's not a do-or-die moment. It's not something that will greatly impact you in the long term. And also, don't overthink it. Because if it's not a dire situation, it's not going to negatively impact you in the long term, you can live without the opportunity, and you can be at peace knowing that you didn't further inject chaos into your life and then knowing when to act it's a matter of picking your suffering which one is the best way to go it's kind of like let me give an analogy it's kind of like would you rather be rich and crying in your bmw or your mercedes or whatever fancy car or would you rather be 
happy and poor in your Toyota or whatever car. And you can also reverse the two if you want. I, I don't care. The, the point is, like, each path is going to have its pros and cons. So which one's going to give you the most leverage, basically? And and if you don't know and it is a do-or-die situation, I suppose taking a stab at either one may be the recourse. And I say that cautiously. Um, so take that for what you will. You, you need to use your own judgment to decide when to act and when not to act. I'm simply trying to clarify and give you more details. The next thing you want to do to make peace with being greeted with defeat is build a proper understanding of what you need to change about yourself. What, what things about your personality do you need to retool? What habits do you need to adopt and replace? What beliefs do you need to adopt and replace in order to engineer the circumstances in your favor so you can be successful at whatever you want to do, X, Y, and Z? And that can be a very challenging thing because, like I said, we don't want to see those things in ourselves, typically. It's a darker side of us. It's something we would be very much embarrassed about. It's the kind of embarrassment you feel like if you saw yourself in the mirror on accident and you're acting immature and freaking out at someone and yelling at them. It's that kind of thing because that's a dark behavior of yourself. And when you see that in yourself directly, you know, you, you feel embarrassed amongst other emotions that are powerful. So it's like that. And it's important to face those things. It, it's, it's kind of like a Phoenix ignition. You, you burn up and you go to ash, but then you create, yourself you reinvent yourself into the phoenix and you fly off it's important to go through those processes that are painful and burning and grueling um to be honest with yourself as much as you possibly can be and say i don't like this about myself what are some small things i can do to change that about myself and 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 always start off with small changes an example of that would be a real example for my life. Um, recently, in recent months, I didn't like that I was reactive to things going wrong. You know, like over insignificant things. Like, like if something inconvenient happened, like I spilt the milk, um, I'd be like, oh gosh darn it. Well, I actually swore in real life, but I'm, I'm trying to be clean on my content and online. And, you know, I would be reactive. I would, I would, I would complain and it would increase the weight of the burden. And so I decided next, the next time something irritating and inconvenient happens, I'm not going to say anything. I'm going to take a deep breath and I'm going to fix the problem, implement a solution, get a paper towel, wipe up the spilled milk, put the cap back on, put it in the fridge. Simple as that. And I didn't need to complain about it. And um, a real example from that recently of me mastering this is that the the dogs got into the garbage in my room and drug it out down the hallway. There's all this garbage. And it's when I came back inside from having a cigar and I took a deep breath, got a new garbage bag, pet the dogs, put the garbage in the garbage bag and that's it 
And I was very proud of myself for doing better. And sometimes I do slip up, but I'm going to continue to redirect my behavior to something I appreciate more about myself and that other people may find comfort in and find charming. Whether it's noticeable or not. So look for those things about yourself that you feel embarrassed about and that may be hindering you in your progress toward success and simply make small little changes each day towards a behavior that is more constructive, positive, pragmatic, and will give you results that you like. And do it mostly for yourself and your own benefit. You don't need to change yourself for other people. Do it because you want to improve yourself. And there's always going to be room for improvement, so don't overthink that either. Simply acknowledge that you're going to do what you can, where you can, when you can, how you can. And you will. I believe in you. And yes, you're probably going to look back at your change in the future of your process of self-reinvention and cringe at your old self, and it's going to be a repeating process. My trick to getting over bad, embarrassing memories at night is just recognize there's no value in thinking that way and redirect your focus onto what's inspiring you and daydream about that before you go to bed. Works like a charm, at least for me. And the last one would be no matter what circumstances you are in, even if it's the worst case scenario, even if it means one step forward and two steps back, you hit rock bottom and you ended up in the basement that you didn't know rock bottom had, keep sailing. Keep pushing forward. And no matter what, always pull yourself up by the bootstraps and just show up. 